0: Up New York, it's the big rig here. Coming back from a little bit, of, I had a dozen of family this week. I couldn't really make it on the sh- on the air. Um, I had some things to take care of, so that's why I've been around all week. But uh, I feel like I'm crawling out of the ocean for the first time, like uh, an amphibious human being, and coming back to uh, a world of sports that I've never even seen before because all the stuff that's going on with the Jets, the Bills this week, uh, and that's basically what we're going to talk about today because. Um, Rex Ryan is, has a little bit of sour grapes. You can just tell the way he's acting this week and what he's talking about with the jets and all the, he's just trying to tweak everyone on the jets. And it's kind of comical to me as a jet fan, because you know what? I was a Rex Ryan supporter when I was, when he was here and when he left and I see him in that Bill's uniform, Hey, now he's the enemy. Now he he's nothing to me now. Now he is Rex Ryan, the Buffalo bills, head coach, and we're going to take care of business, and we're going to show him that he needs to keep his mouth shut. Now I finally realized, and it took me a while, I finally realized what kind of person Rex Ryan is. And that is a blowhard. Rex Ryan, all he does is talk, talk, and talk. And I didn't realize it would adjust just because I love that. I love when people talk. I love when people talk smack. And Rex Ryan was the guy that did that for us so we could be heard throughout the NFL. Now, it put an enormous target on our back. Yes, it did. I agree with that. But now that he is on another team, it's annoying as hell. I can't stand looking at his face. He needs to shut his mouth. The the low blows that he's given the Jets all week, IK and Polly, uh, going to be captain. I mean, come on, Rex. I don't care if you do it every time. Listen, you're just showing the world that you're full of no class like you've always been. I finally realize it now. A lot of Jet fans are probably realizing it right now, too. But, hey, that's that's chalk talk right there, bulletin board talk. You post that on the bulletin board when you're walking out to that game and you say, listen, this dude, he's attacking us. Not only is he going to try to attack us on the field, he's attacking us mentally. So if he wants to come out and be that guy and be the Rex Ryan who wants to, you know, just mantle mentally the other team, then let's let him do it. Hey, we have a better team. We, we have Fitzpatrick at, Q, at QB right now, he's getting surgery tomorrow, but he's playing today. Um, I have no problems with him at quarterback right now. I have no problems with anybody at quarterback right now because I feel that the team is clicking. I, I know we had two bad weeks the last two weeks. That Jacksonville game was terrible. A lot of bad calls. The first half, half of the Jacksonville game, and we're going to go into this in a little bit after break, about last week's Jacksonville game, is you can't just try to run the ball on four downs before half And hopefully they take a knee or or not try to score. They're down in the game at this point. They're down in the game. Where are you going? You need to get a first down. You can't just run the ball up the gut for two yards, negative two yards, one yard, and expect them to not try. Because you know what? They went 74 yards down the field in three plays and destroyed your whole universe. And that was a huge, huge score. That game isn't even close. If that doesn't happen. So Jets coaches, I I, listen, we can do some things this year. We definitely could. You guys seem to be our weakest link right now. I don't care what anybody says about our secondary, about our quarterback. Our coaches are costing us right now. Todd Bowles is showing you that he's a rookie quarterback. So we're going to go with that last week's in a little bit after break. And then we're going to go and preview tonight's game. Uh, I wanted to talk about basketball, but there's so much with the jet game and, and what happened last week and it's tonight and it's a huge, huge jet game. I don't want to even delve into the basketball tonight. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about it. I'm a little pissed off about the Knicks. the nets are showing you that hey, listen, I'm going to start putting notches on my shoulder every time I call a Nets loss out because it's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, we're going to go into break right now. I come back. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on the air. Three days seems like a long time, but hey, I'm glad to be back. We're talking about Jets Bills tonight. Talking about Jets from last weekend. Uh, We'll try to talk about the Giants today. I doubt it. It's it's all about Jets today. Be back after this three four seven ninety nine zero six three five. Follow me at the Big Rick Show on Twitter. Big Rig here at 635 is number to call. Give me a call. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. Uh now, we're talking here Jets. Uh Jets season overall. Jets from past weekend mostly. Uh they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. They won twenty eight, twenty three. Uh now, we had a kind of a uh, unique situation last week with Nick Falk going down. We couldn't really kick any field goals because we, <laughs> we didn't have a field goal kicker. And Quigley you know he stepped in. He made some extra points. He made all four extra points, actually. But he's not a field goal kicker, and it, some of the the field goals he made were, or the extra points rather that he made were just ridiculous. I mean, the, one was a line drive hit off the uh, the the bar. I was like, oh my god, if we get into a situation, and every Jeff fan probably was thinking this, if we get into a situation where. We need to win this game because that's the way it looked. It looked like it was going to a uh, field goal kind of, you know, last three-second buzzer winner. And if we got into that situation, we're going to lose this game. And if we lose this game, forget about it, dude. The collapse is starting. It, it, this collapse would have started if we would have lost that game because we would have lost to Oakland then Jacksonville. And then we would have went on a short week to Buffalo, crippling in off of a loss, and God knows what would have happened. So thank God the Jets pulled it through. I mean, what's discouraging is that Blake Bortles looked like Tom Brady against us. Tom Brady didn't look like Tom Brady against us for the first three quarters, but Blake Bortles did, and so did Derek Carr. Now, is that just a young quarterback just taking shots and hoping for the best and and being fearless? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, I don't think Blake Bortles is, you know, a top-tier quarterback. He's starting to shape into that. But he's not there yet. So Blake Bortles needs to. Well, he doesn't need to. He, he did. He dissected us. Twenty-four 43, forty-three, eighty-one, two TDs. That's a pretty good line for a you know second-year quarterback who's trying to make a name for himself, and he's doing it. Now their their rushing attempts held him to under a hundred yards, which is what you expect the Jets to do. They have the number one rushing defense in the league. Now, Bortles got thirty-two. The problem with the Jets, D, is when we cover, okay, when we cover the receivers, the quarterback buys time for some reason and scrambles for yards, and it kills us every time. I don't understand how you can have a coverage and never get a cover sack. Now, we did have six sacks. I'm not taking that away from anyone. We did have six sacks, but when an unmobile quarterback – beats us on the ground, and keeps drives alive. It's such a dagger when you're watching this team. And now you're facing Tyrod Taylor tonight. Who who knows what he's going to do against you? I mean, you had Derek Carr, Tom Brady, and Bortles do this to you. And you're thinking to yourself, eh, so even when we do cover someone, there you know there's a chance he's going to run. So the front four, or front seven, however you want to call it, needs to be a little tighter get a little bit better reads and that pocket. You know, got to collapse that pocket because he seems to be stepping up and getting through at some point. There's there's a hole somewhere, and I'm hoping they work it out to where Tyrod Taylor can't get to the outside or or, or find a hole up the middle because if Tyrod Taylor starts running on us this week, we're done. We'll go to that a little later. Uh, Yeldon, 14 carries, 64 yards. Uh, you know, he had a good yard average, but The Jets are just a run-stopping team. Now, the passing is where you're – you thought that was going to be our our strong point this year. With all these acquisitions we made, Revis, you know, um, Screen, Cromartie, Gilchrist. You know, I'll tell you what, cornerback we have is Marcus Williams by far right now. That dude is saving us. And when he's not on the field – we're a, we're a really really bad team. He needs to be on the field at all times. Darrell can hang. Darrell gave up a lot of zone coverages last last week, which is kind of disheartening. And Darrell never did that. Um, he never gave up on a, on a receiver to, to for the safety over the top, and that's what he did. Uh, who knows how he's gonna start reacting? I I think he's getting a little scrutiny, and when Darrell Revis, you know, you start stepping on his throat, he starts fighting back harder. So, hey, I'm welcoming all the scrutiny against Darrell Reeves because he'll, he'll just play better. Now, Cromartie's another story. Cromartie's always been, you know, sort of a <laughs> sort of a hands-on corner, let's uh, say. he He's always got some kind of physical contact with you down the field. It's whether he gets called for it or he doesn't get called for it. Now he's nursing a hamstring or a quad, whatever it is. Who knows if he's going to be able to play tonight? <sighs> I didn't see – I didn't look at the uh, – Actives and inactives. I know Willie Colon's on the IR, which is hurting us on our offensive line. I mean, there's just every time I go into another part of this Jets team, I find more and more problems just digging, digging away. So you got the offensive line. Nick Mangold started last week, and he he, he didn't finish the game again. So Willie Colon's out. Mangold, who knows if he's going to stay into the game tonight. We need that run block, and we need Chris Ivory to have a better game. Now, Chris Ivory, now here we go. Another segment, another problem. Chris Ivory, 55 carries, 84 yards in the last three games. Come on. This is supposed to be three weeks ago. You would argue this was the best back in the league. Now he is a figment of that. 55 carries, 84 yards in the last three games on a team that's built around the run. Well, we can't get the run established. We cannot win games and we haven't been able to in the last three weeks. We won last week, very sloppy. If you came out of that game feeling good, then there's something wrong with you. You're you're just, uh, you know, glass is always full kind of guy because that game was not a good game to watch. Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson, the two Allens, oh, my God, they, listen, now you don't expect the Jaguars team to be a great receiving, passing team. And we went over there, their lines their total passing yards and it was low and and they surpassed that last week hearns had five catches 122 yards one cd robinson six catches 121 yards so both receivers and they're kind of number ones they're like one and one a are 243 yards for two receivers that's not cutting it especially when you look at the jet side jet side is decker and Kimbrell Tompkins who was exiled from New England a couple of years ago because he couldn't catch a ball. Now he's on the Jets and he's he he's making a difference. So don't get me wrong. I don't mind him right now. He's he's that kind of you know, hey we're we're gonna we're gonna cover him with a s you know, our slot corner and hopefully he doesn't catch the ball. He can burn a slot corner. You know, a nickel corner rather. So that's what's good for us. Now Decker, when he's playing that slot receiver, is deadly. He's like the black mama. That guy is everywhere. He catches everything. He saves our team. Six receptions, 79 yards, and a TD. I, it felt like he had more than that. It felt like he was getting the ball thrown all over the place to him. It felt like he had more than 79 yards. But, hey, Campbell Tonkin's four, forty five, no TDs. Chris Ivory, 23 carries, 26 yards, two TDs. Why are we feeding this guy? Why are we feeding him? Give him a Marshall. Make him happy. Don't give him one-yard runs. He's going to start playing better. If he's injured, then he's injured. Zach Stacy, one carry, three yards. So, our run game, 24 carries, 29 yards, two TDs. An average of, like, maybe 1.2. Who knows? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a pretty good game. 21 completions, 34 attempts, twenty-seven, two 272 yards, two TDs. I... Two two TDs through the air, two TDs on the ground. You can't beat that, guys. So, I kind of like what I'm seeing at the cornerback position right now. Obviously, yes, I'd rather have him in Gino. I still think we can win with Gino, But he's not there. Ryan's there. He's doing a good job. The finger issue, the not knowing how to slide, the mental mistakes that this team makes, and stupid mental mistakes, not just... You know, he did the moment kind of mental mistakes like, dude, sliding has been your life for the last 30 years you've been on this planet. When you had, a, you know, if you're a quarterback in the NFL or a quarterback in college or a quarterback in the, uh, you know, high school or peewee level, we teach our kids to slide at the cornerback If they're getting ready to get sacked or running and they see a, a, an oncoming onslaught, they slide, you know, you want to minimize injuries. And hooking your thumb on someone's shoulder pad or elbow or whatever you did and snapping the ligaments is not helping this team. And we're bruised and battered. We are not going into this game healthy. So the game tonight is going to be a real wake-up call. This is the D season, I feel. You have Bills in the hunt. You have the Jets who are sitting atop waiting for someone to oust them, and you don't want it to be the Bills. You don't want it to be the, – the Raiders have the tiebreaker on us. You want to get the tiebreaker against the Bills. You have it against Miami. Steelers seem to be off and on week to week. They just lost Big Ben. Who knows if he's going to play. So we have a lot to to go over with tonight's game, and last week's game was just a debacle on every aspect. That, that play before half where we just went four and out, three and out, and they just moved the ball down the field at will on us. It's scary to think that this was considered, in week two, the best defense in the league. And now we can't stop the Jacksonville Jaguars from burning us. And you know what? They had a minute and 12 seconds or a minute and 13 seconds left on the clock. And they didn't even need all that time, which is amazing to me. How could you let that team score in 35 seconds on you on three plays, it just boggles my damn mind. I don't want to see this happen tonight, especially from a suppressed offensive team like the Bills. I don't care about Tyrod Taylor. I don't care how many points they put up on the uh, the Dolphins last week or anybody else. They're a bad, bad offensive team. We should be able to expose him. I hope they bring it. Todd Bowles seems to be going away from the pressure. He's putting five corners out there. And he's so concerned on giving up a big pass play that we're not getting much pressure from blitzing on on opposing quarterbacks. Now our front four are fantastic. They're getting pressure with six sacks yesterday, a couple safety blitzes from the outside, a couple corner blitzes. That's fine. But I would like to see it a little bit more until you start getting really burned on it, especially with Tyrod Taylor. We have to enclose him in his, in the tackle box. If we let him outside. It's going to be a huge problem tonight. Can't let him get to the outside and beat you at his feet. If he does that, it's going to be a loss for the Jets tonight. And you got to contain the two-headed monster. They have it back with Carlos Williams and LaShawn McCoy. Now, McCoy's starting to get a little healthy, and we'll see what he does. And Carlos Williams is kind of like an upright runner. He doesn't really have the moves like McCoy. He's kind of – I don't know. He's a weird runner to me. I think the Jets are going to – you know, stop him easily. It's McCoy I, I worry about. But we have the number one run, rush stopping defense in the league. We have the least amount of passing yards by to a running back on any team in the league as well. So they're doing a job there. We're gonna we're gonna see if Tyrod Taylor can be a pocket passer tonight and beat us with either that or through the air scrambling or doing whatever because I have a feeling that they're not gonna be able to run the ball. So if you want to start with McCoy or Williams tonight you're gonna be in for a whole heap of it. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Three four seven nine nine zero six three five is the number to call. Uh, follow me at the Big Rick Show on Twitter. And we're gonna come back and talk about tonight's game. I know I got a little into it, but that's what happens when you're you know you start talking about this team. They just get you going on different tangents. Be right back. back into uh Thursday night game tonight. But before we go into that, I, I forgot to mention something. And how important Brandon Marshall is to this, this football club, this dude is single handedly keeping us in games with the small stuff. Now he scores touchdowns. He makes big catches. He drops big catches, but he also recovers fumbles and causes fumbles and hits, makes tackles, game-saving tackles on interceptions, and all the stuff he does that you just see the fight and the warrior in this guy. He is the biggest gamer I've seen on this Jet team in I don't know how long. His passion for this team and for this football is unregarded with anything I've ever seen. He wants to win so bad. If he doesn't recover that fumble last week, we don't win that game. The onside kicks, he recovers. This dude has been the Jets' savior all year. Continue it up, Brandon Marshall. You are an officer and a gentleman of the game, and we salute you because you are the man.
1: Tommy likey. Tommy want wingy.
0: Oh, yes, Tommy does want wingy. Uh, so we're gonna go in tonight's game and look at the matchups, kind of analyze uh, what kind of yards, you know. I, I, that's what I like to do. I like to see. I'm a big time proponent of stats when it comes to indiv- uh, individual team play, and that's why I go over like the yards per game, you know, the catches, the rushes, third down efficiency, because I like to see what I'm what I'm looking at and see if it transpires in the game tonight. So. When I look at these stats and I see it in the game tonight, that's how I knew when I was watching the game last week in Wardles, I said, you know, he averages about 340 yards a, a game, and now he's throwing for 387, and it was above, and I was kind of like, all right, so we're, we're, we're not holding him to the standards of the other teams that he played against. So that kind of is discouraging to me, and that's kind of how I balance how good the Jets are in my mind, from the stats I use to the actual play on the field. So total yards per game. Between the Bills and the Jets, 365 for the Jets, 350 for the Bills. So we're we're edging them there slightly. Passing yards. Jets have 250, which is respectable. I mean, you kind of want to be closer to 300 at this point in the year. You want a 300-yard-per-game passer on your team. It, it just it bodes better well for you in the long run. The, now, the Bills had a lot of co- quarterbacks controversy, uh, not controversy, but injuries and whatnot, they're 208. So their passing game is not that good. 208 yards per game. I, I hope we hold them under 208 yards. Now here's where the problem lies. And this is where the Jets dropped off big time. Okay, the rushing yards per game, the Bills are at 141. The Jets are at 115. Now we were a lot higher last week. I don't recall the exact number. I think it was around 130. So... Now we dropped to 115. Bills are at 141. That's our forte. If you want a team to be good at something, it's rushing the ball so we can stop them because that's what we're good at, stopping the run. Now, Oakland didn't look like that. But, hey, there's 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 differences in every game, different teams, different blocking schemes, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes the team gets better, you know, the best of you. And that's what Oakland did. It just, I think if we played Oakland again. It'd be a whole other story. And we go to that damn black hole every year, year in, year out. We're in Oakland, never play them home, and we lose every year. I, it just, uh, it bothers me. That whole place bothers me. Can't stand it. Uh, points per game, they're actually edging us in points per game, which is kind of shocking because they're, you know, they're not that good of an offensive team. They're at twenty six point one. We're at twenty five. Uh, I don't know how we went down from last week. I think we were higher than 25, and we scored 28 points. I don't know how you go down when you beat your average, but we'll see what happens. Third down uh, conversion, they're at 37%. We're at 43%. And our red zone, one of the best in the league, I don't know if you guys knew that, but we're the best red zone efficient team in the league, which is shocking from years past, and it's a huge turnaround, and you've got to credit Ryan Fitzpatrick and Chan Gailey on that one. Time of possession. I mean, you guys really want no time of possession? I'm not even gonna go over that. Uh, now, defense defensively, comparisons yards allowed per game. They allow 353, we allow 323. Still a better defense. Passing yards they allow 259, we allow 242. Better. Rushing yards they allow 93, we allow 80. 80 yards per game. That's ridiculous. New York Jets, you are ridiculous. Um, obviously we're better. Points per game allowed. They allow twenty three point eight, we allow twenty point two. Third down percentage, once again, nobody cares. So points per game, we're at twenty points per game, which is really respectable if you think about it. I don't know what the league uh league best are when it comes to points per game. But we we gotta be up there. Now if we preview anything else tonight, Uh, what we have to do is we have to contain Tyrod Taylor, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Williams. Those are the three things. Now, I understand that Sammy Watkins had a good game, and everyone's high on Sammy Watkins. To me, Sammy Watkins is a blowhard. He talks a good game. He hasn't proven anything in his whole career, except for last week when he had 180 yards or whatever he had. Not worried about Sammy Watkins. Quote me on this. Take it to the bank tonight. Cash it up because there's no way he's going to in us tonight. Darrell Revis is going to have him on lockdown. Who else they throw him to? Wood? Percy Harvin's gone. Come on now. We got this tonight. We have to have this. This is the most important game of the year. The Jets need to attack this team and get them off their game plan as early as possible. I don't want to beat this team. Okay? I don't want to beat this team. I want to absolutely murder them in their living room in front of their parents. <laughs> Anything. Anything you want to say. Derogatory insert derogatory comment right now. That's what I want to do to this team. I'm so sick of looking at Feet's face that he drives me nuts. I can't stand him. And I want them to beat them 48. I don't even want them to score. 48 nothing. let's call. I don't want them to score because this team, the Jets not only have to win tonight. I'm not even saying they have to win tonight. They have to make a statement tonight to the rest of the NFL that the Jets are back. We're banged up. We're bruised. But we're back. And we're here to play football. We're on our home turf. We're on a short week. We're gonna bring the bills in. Come on, come on. Bring your, bring your all your talk, all your bravado, all the other keywords that you want to talk about Rex Ryan with, because you know he has a million of them, feet and whatnot. Bring it all in, and we're gonna beat you down tonight. We're gonna to make a statement tonight that tells the rest of the NFL, tells the people that beat us, the teams that beat us before, the Raiders, Patriots, the Eagles. That's we're not the same team that you faced. We're starting to click it together now. And tonight's the night to do that. Three four seven ninety nine zero six three five is number call. Take a quick break, be right back after this. Bills Thursday night football. Um, so going over, uh, you know, from the first two two games of the year, the Jets with their ten turnovers, five each game. You thought they were going to have this kind of magical defensive season, and it kind of faltered after that, and to where we are now. And now the Giants, believe it or not, are number one between takeaways and giveaways. Uh, Giants have twenty total takeaways and nine giveaways. Six INTs, three fumbles, give away. 13 INTs, seven fumbles, take away. So it's 11, to 11 differential. Um, New England and the Jets are tied. Uh, Jets have 19 takeaways. The, the Patriots only have 12, but they only have five giveaways. I mean, five giveaways? Really? Two interceptions, Tom Brady, all year. Three fumbles for the whole team. Now, now you want to know why they're 8-0? That's why they're 8-0 right there. It's very easy to see. They're the best in the league in giveaways. Best in the league in record. Very simple. You win the turnover battle, you win the game. Jets have 19. They also have 12 giveaways. Eight interceptions, four fumbles. And it would have been a lot more had Brandon Marshall not been on this team. So, Jets need to uh, kind of tone it down with the interceptions. I mean, eight is is won a game right now. Uh, you you want to kind of go through a game without an interception. I know we did last week. We want another one. You want to keep that moving forward um, as far as rushing wise goes. And I looked at the total defense for the year uh, while we were on break there. And Denver is number one. Seattle, Arizona, two and three, respectively. And the Jets are fourth. So they are keep on moving down, but they're not sinking down. They're just moving spot by spot down the line. They were one, then they were two, then they're four. Uh, they give up 20 a game. Passing yards per game is 242, which is very, well, very good. Rushing yards per game is best in the league, 80. So their defense is what we thought it was going to be. The only thing that bothers me is the passing defense, which you thought was going to be a, the best in the league, and it's not. They're 14th. They're 14th. Denver's averaging 181, we're averaging 242, and we're not separating ourselves anytime any time soon. So, I hope they figure it out. I hope Marcus Williams gets to play more than he's playing now. I think that's the major problem with the Jets secondary is that they're kind of rotating guys in like a, a a door and, a you know, it's just not working for them as a team. They need to stay with their positions. People need to stop getting hurt. I know that's easy to say and hard to do, but they need to. Now, as far as D. Milner coming back, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as magical as anyone thinks it's going to be. Uh, He was not good over the years we drafted him. He's been terrible. Uh, He started to make a little progress, and he had some bad, bad luck. Uh, Maybe he can fill in for... Cromartie and you know take over Marcus Williams's role and Marcus Williams falls up in the Cromartie's role, which would be fine. Scream, um, he's another big problem. He seems I, I, now, before that we got him or when we got him, I kind of went and snuck on the uh Cleveland message boards to see what they thought about the trade. What kind of you know, because when someone gets traded away that you like. You don't really bash him. You say, oh, "Man, we're really gonna miss that guy. He was this and this. He did this well. He did this bad." And when you hate a guy, you, you exploit all his necessities. And with Buster Scream, it was talking about him getting burned, you know, three fourths at a time. Now I see what they're talking about. So I went on. I looked at their their message boards. They said he got burned. Now we're eight weeks, nine weeks into the season. And I I have to agree. They were right about Buster screen. He can cover. He's awesome at delivering a big hit, stopping the run. I cannot complain about that. But his coverage skills are lackluster. He needs to improve on them. He needs to start moving forward with them. Otherwise, we have an embarrassment of riches in our secondary, I feel, especially with Milliner coming back, McDougal on the bench, Marcus Williams, Cromartie, Screen, you know, whatever. He needs to start playing better. I know I just mentioned screen. I'm talking about screen, but you know what I meant. So, with that being said, tonight is the season for the New York Jets. Now, I know you're saying, why is he claiming this? How could he talk like this? Hey, I'm just saying how I feel. This is where you're going to see what kind of team you have and what kind of domination factor we have. And when you really, really need to win a game, and you need not just a win, you need a dominating win. Tonight is dominating win category one. Let's go. Bring rally the troops. We need to make a statement tonight. We'll see if the Jets can do it. I don't know if they can. I'm hoping they can. I'm hoping that Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out, has a little chip on his shoulder tonight, playing against his old team. Chan Galley playing against his old team. Hey, you're still playing against that franchise, their fan base. I don't care if there's different people in place right now doesn't matter you still want to beat your old team i don't care these players always say it oh we're not thinking about that we're not talking about that we're just focused on football it's all bs they all focus on it they all say it they all talk to each other about it they are the most uh, (laughs) immature people in the world i mean you're talking about guys who saran wrap each other to the goalposts and put icy hot all over their faces yes they care about stuff like this they are the most you know neglected uh, people in the locker room. You don't get to see what kind of true personalities they are in the media. They always have that stone face. You know, I have the card in the back of my wallet, tells me how to answer at the end of the day, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how to answer for myself, so I'm going to use rhetoric that the league gives me. That's how they are in the front of the camera. When they get in that locker room, trust me, there is a whole other side to these guys, and they care what's going on. They care that Ik and Impali is the captain tonight. They do. They care about it. They care that Rex Ryan came to the podium in a Clemson helmet and called out one of our one of our guys in Calvin Pryor. They care that Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, is ugly with his beard, and Ryan called him out. Ryan starts trying to get them off their game. I don't care if you say they don't care. They care. I'm telling you, when Ryan Fitzpatrick buries him tonight, throws that first TD pass to Brandon Marshall off the sidelines for 64 yards because he wants to bury this team, and he's taking shots down the field. Brandon Marshall catches that ball in stride and runs it into the end zone. The first thing that's going to pop into Ryan Fitzpatrick's mind is, how about that for being ugly? You think I'm ugly now, Rexy? He's going to give him a long stare on the sideline and jog off the field. That's how these players are. They're competitive in not just football. They're competitive in verbal assaults. They're competitive in every aspect of life. You played you played sports before. You're competitive now. Your wife beats you in cards or, you know, words with friends or anything like that. You want to come back and beat her. I know I do. Well, my wife beats me in anything or my kids beat me in anything. I want to bury them. <laughs> I don't care if they're my kids, my wife, anything. I'm just speaking the truth. I want to bury them, and I am going to not stop until I do. And they can beat me 70 times. As long as I beat them once and I get to talk smack about it, I'm fine with it. And that's how every guy is, every competitive guy, and that's how football players are. They come on that field. They take all this information that Rex has given them, and that's what happened with the Jets the last couple of years. When he brought that bravado and brought all that, that smack talk and all that stuff, people held it against the Jets. When they played the Jets, they played stronger, faster, quicker. And that's what we're going to do to the Bills tonight. He builds up this team and wants to take the pressure. He always uses this this excuse. I'm taking the pressure off my guys and putting it on me. No, 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 no. You're building hate. And I'm finally starting to realize it. You're building hate for the other team to come out and whip your ass up and down the field, end zone to end zone. And I hope the Jets take it personally tonight. I hope they sit there and say, you know what, this dude, we all know how he operates. We had his defense last year. Majority of the team knows exactly how Rex operates. They know exactly how his defense is going to run. And I hope they remember it. I hope they build it into their offense. I hope Changeli uses that information. I mean, David Harris has been with Rex for, he was with him for all five years, four years. So I'm hoping they work together, and you know they did. I mean, they're they're NFL players. You know they've done the processes to beat teams. They go through everything. They New England brings in people that have played for the Jets for three weeks and signed them to a one-week contract just before they play the Jets so they can find out what they were doing this year. So, hey, it's all mind game. It's all chess game. That's what we always say in, in our peewee leagues. It's all chess game. How you play against what you're faced with. And the Jets need to take that tonight and run with it to be successful. Now, can they win a bad in the trenches kind of game? Absolutely. Anybody can win that. You can get lucky. You win the turnover battle. You stop their run. you force them to throw of the ball. You can't drop picks. Darrell. Right in your hands. You drop it can't do that kind of stuff the coaching staff needs to make better decisions with the ball with the time they gotta todd bowles needs to be a better coach than else with rex ryan this was always my my kind of gripe with rex that he can never get the times right when he was calling a game Never call timeout right. He always waited too long or didn't call it, and it always hurt us. And, and not not to say that they were competitive in the last couple of years. They weren't. But you want your coach to still make the right decisions when you're playing, especially if I'm going to invest my time the way I have a paper bag. Uh, can I see some good coaching at least? I mean, does it have to suck on every aspect of everything? No, it doesn't. The coaching could be what saves you from a lot of things in this league. And Todd Bowles needs to get better with it. And his coaching staff needs to advise him a little bit better if that's where he's getting it from, if he's focusing on the defense. And it always happens like this. When a coach is really, really involved in in one way and not the other, like Todd Bowles, like Rex, you know, like Sean Payton, uh, their clock management skills always seem to falter a little bit because they're so engulfed in – when the team is not on the field, talking to their players and getting them psyched for the next series and all that stuff that, and when they're on the field, they, they're calling the plays and doing all that. So it's kind of a non stop job where you can't really focus on what's going on. So they use people to, you know, validate them and tell them what, what, what to do at certain times and coach them through it. And they're not, they're not really focusing on what they should be doing. And that's the head coach. And that's, you know, making sure the timeouts are called properly and all that stuff. So I'm hoping Todd Bowles gets that together this week. He really needs to try, uh, if Chan Gailey feels that he needs to run the ball three times and punt it right before half again and they come down the field to march it, it's going to be another problem. And you're going to hear a raving lunatic big rig tomorrow talking about how the Jets cannot lose games because their coaches cannot call the game correctly. They need to start calling the game better. They need to, need to start happening tonight. They, this staff cannot lose us anymore. Games cannot do anything. So hopefully he learns tonight. Bills, 830, East Rutherford. Might want to go to the game too. heard tickets are like 35 bucks. Find them on like StubHub or SeatGeek or whatever apps they come out. I mean, there's so many apps for everything. Like, please, just one app. One app for everything in the world. We don't need 70,000 apps for everything. Every time I click on something, there's a new app for something. And you know what else we can talk talking about right now? And uh, it's been I, – i listen, I'm an advocate of it, FanDuel and DraftKings. I do it a lot. I enjoy doing it. I live in New Jersey. Now, New York just banned it starting next week. Uh, I understand that it, it does look a little bit like gambling. Now, you know, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about this. Uh, it does look a lot, a lot like gambling. And it is wrong, but you let it get away with it for now. And if you're gonna ban it in certain states and just keep on this trickle down ban system like that they always do, we'll see what happens. We'll be back up to this three four seven ninety eight nine zero six three five. Don't recall follow me at the big rick show on Twitter. Back up to this. You big rig back. Uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit about FanDuel three four seven ninety nine zero six three five. We wanna talk about that. Um that was uh Life After with Strippers. Just in case you were wondering what song I've been playing on my breaks. Uh now, FanDuel DraftKings have this kind of ban they're going through in New York. I don't know if it's gonna stick or not. The attorney general's been talking them and wanting to shut them down. It's not like we don't have A lot bigger things to worry about in this country and in New York alone where they're mistreating and shooting cops and and doing all kinds of stuff that we got to talk about gambling and shutting, you know, fun things that Americans enjoy doing down. I don't agree with it. I wish they would just legalize all sports gambling, put it on an even keel, regulate it, make a system for how it's done so I don't gotta go visit, you know, Lucky Lou in the back of a uh a Caldor parking lot, you know. I, I don't enjoy doing that. I I love betting. I wanna do it legally and to do it like this is kind of you don't get the same satisfaction as gambling when you do FanDuels and DraftKings. But you do When you start, when you kind of win and you win, you know, dude, you put in two bucks, five bucks, you come out winning 25, you're never the guy that wins the 500,000 or 50,000 and stuff like that. And it's like, it just passes the time. You throw two dollars on a game, five dollars, ten dollars, and it's nothing. It's fun. Leave it alone. Stop making everything a big deal. Why? Because you're not benefiting from it. You know what, FanDuel? And, DraftKings, you need to get a third-party regulation system in, and that would solve a lot of your problems. I know you're cheap, but you're making a ton of money off of nothing. What's your overhead? The 7,000 commercials you put up a day? How about you, you – hey, listen. If I got to see one more, you know, use code word bubble or use code word, uh, you know, bleacher, come on. The worst I, – I, I'm pretty sure I can log in to any FanDuel or DraftKings site put it in any word in the English language that I could possibly find. And it would be a a code to get 20% or my, my money back in, uh, in FanDuel points. I can go in there and put in, uh, you know, Edgar Allan Poe. Yep, You got it. That relates to football somehow. Cause he made a poem about the Ravens. The Ravens are a football team. That's how like what I did there, huh? Just saying you can put in anything you want. You probably put in hey listen, Fanduel, next time. Co- code word, the big rig show. How about that? Since I'm advocating your your process, wouldn't you advocate mine? Put the big rig show as your promo code. Cause you can put anything in. You can put menu, watch, draw, table, lamp. It all works. Every every word in the English language is a promo code. Listen, New York State. I I I value your your valor to this put. It's not worth it. Handle your own business first. Cut them in, fandle. Maybe give them a kickback. Every dollar you make, 10% goes to the state for taxes. Uh, Who knows? Do whatever you got to do. Get them off your back. Third party, you really need a third party regulation. I, I do agree with that. There are so many hackers out there and so many shady deals that could be done. And I wish I could do it because I'd probably try. (laughs) You know, if I'm a hacker and I got a, a, you know, $2 chance to win $50,000, yeah, I'm going to try to hack that. Of course. That's what I do. I'm a hacker. (laughs) Why wouldn't I try? So you're not going to get a third party regulated and you should do it yourself and have shady things go on. People are going to start losing faith in your business and then you're going to have a problem. Now, you could go other routes. And who knows what those other routes are? I, I don't really know. I'm not really caring. Just as long as I can still play in Jersey, I'm fine with it. But figure it out. Get it done. I'm tired of hearing about it. If it's legal, if it's not legal, just let us have some fun. Keep it there. If people want to play, they play. If they don't want to play, they don't play. Let us make the decision. Why does everything have to be regulated by our government and by the people who just have these views that are just so... It's like you know what living in America is right now? It's like living through the movie uh Leaving Las Vegas. Not Leaving Las Vegas. What am I talking about? What's that movie? You know what I'm talking about with uh Johnny Depp? Is it Leaving Las Vegas? don't go to search that right now. I think it's Leaving Las Vegas where uh Johnny Depp is he's on ether and all that stuff. And uh Let's see. No, that's Nicholas Cage leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no. No, that's definitely not it. Uh, let's see. Fear and, loathing in Las, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That's it. It's like living the world through fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I can't believe I forgot that name. Um, that's what our government's like living through. You know, sometimes you take some ether, sometimes you take some peyote, sometimes you take some PCP. And you, you stare at some things, and you, you either like it or you don't like it. And if you don't like it that day, you're going to fight against it. And then two weeks later, you change your mind and go back against it. It's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I don't like, enjoy, dis, I don't like discussing politics at all. I, I just stay away from it. Sports is my life. That's what I do. While We're talking about FanDuel, but when politics come into sports, you kind of got to address it a little bit. And that's what I did there. So don't get mad at me. I don't have any views. They're not mine. They're all, trust me, they're not my views. Um, so, recapping the show, Jets-Bills tonight. Jets need to shut down the run game, contain Tyrod Taylor, and let the secondary work itself out. Throw him to the Wolves tonight. And Ryan Fitzpatrick needs to take care of the ball. Chris Ivory, you have to get your game on, bro. You got to go tonight. It's game time. Get those wheels moving. Get that truck running. Jets Bills eight thirty, Met Life still probably get tickets for it. I think, like I said, thirty five bucks. Go on StubHub, stop. SeatGeek, whatever you want to do. Um, other than that, we win tonight. We go to six and three, and that's huge. Six and three is such a huge record for the Jets. It, it starts separating yourselves from the other team, and that's what we were talked about all year: with the separation of seasons and uh, separation of. Us against the Wild So We're not winning the division. Can't win the division. I don't see the Patriots losing three times. Once to us, it would bring the tiebreaker. Then you go to a uh, conference record. Yeah, it's a whole big mess. We'll talk about that later. But we need to stay with this divi- uh, Wild Card, and that's what we're going to get. And, you know, it kind of sucks. If we have, like, the second-best record in the league. We're still going to get a Wild Card, which may- drives me insane. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But, as always... <laughs> Let's go Jets. Let's go Giants. I'm not not that much of a hater. But Jets game tonight. And I need to know one thing. Hey, does this suit make me look fast? No, no, no. Your face does. Okay. As long as we got that cleared up. That's all I wanted to do. Have a good night, everybody. Jets Jets bills tonight. See you then. See you tomorrow, actually.